What it do, what it do? Akwaba, Muamutie, what's up? Translation, welcome to those who are listening. It's your girl, obviously your favorite Ghanaian, and this is her podcast. She and her is I and I am them. What is up? I need to figure out how to get some like music or something on here so it don't sound so dry. And please pardon me. Um, I was a little bit under the weather, you know, so my voice is kind of crispity and crunchy. But, um, anywho, she is well. What's up, y'all? Oh, my goodness. Happy New Year. Happy 2020. Clear vision. Perfect vision. This is that year and you already know like i'll drop gems you know at the end of the podcast you know because i stay with the gems you know i'm saying jewelry store (laughs) okay um i'm so (laughs) oh y'all man i need help today was a day if i sound like out of it and like drained out i just want to say Today was quite a day. In fact, I'm going to be sleeping early tonight and everything. This is a fact. Um, I'm going to say a prayer or two before I close these eyes, Lord, because Lord knows today was quite a day. Okay? I hope all was well with y'all. And let me just say, even though today was quite a day, I don't want to say it and mean it in a negative way. Um, it was just quite a day, a day that I wasn't ready for. Let's just say that. But thanks to God, I got through it and we here, period. We here. (laughs) So I don't have a guest today. Um, however, I was really excited about recording this podcast because I saw something on Instagram and, you know, a lot of people, like, when I talk to people about this specific topic, um, people always tend to think, oh, it's because you're dark-skinned, so, of course, you're going to say that. But, no, like, this is real.org, like, seriously. Um, You know, <laughs> before I get into that, y'all, I just realized something. So, every time I record a podcast... I always go back and I listen to, you know, the episode. Granted, I literally, I put it out before I listen to the whole thing, but I'm a podcast listener, so I don't mind listening to myself back. You know what I mean? So I just listen to it to see how it was, you know, what I can improve on later and so on and so forth. So it's so crazy. I was listening to, this is episode five, right? So I've been listening from episode one up until four. And I've noticed that I say um quite frequently. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. I need to like, and one of my goals for 2020 is to broaden my vocabulary. Because I'm not no dummy, okay? Let's be clear. I'm not no dummy, okay? But I just feel like, everyday lingo, everyday terms, I feel like it kind of like, you know, 
lessens your vocabulary. And even like, that's another one. But I felt like I say um more frequently. Um isn't really a word. That's just a term that's used when you can't think of something or where you're, you're stumped. But I always got something to say. So I'm listening back and I'm like, yeah, girl, these people probably think you stupid. <laughs> but no, I am not that. Your girl graduated with honors. Let's be clear. She is no dummy. Unfortunately, I didn't finish college, but she's still no dummy. Okay. So whenever I say, um, like if I start laughing or something, please forgive me. But that just means I caught myself saying, um, and that is something that I really want to get rid of. If you don't know, this is a fun fact. It takes approximately 30 days to get rid of a habit. So if I start right now, what's today? January 2nd, 2020. Hopefully by, because we're already a year in. Okay, let's say, okay, this is day two, really, because I don't remember saying um or that word. Let me say that, that word. I keep saying it, but that word. So when I say that word, you know what word I'm talking about. So when I say that word, if I continue to say that word, it'll get stuck. But because I'm trying to, um, Because I'm trying to excommunicate that word from my vocabulary. Oh, this is going to be a very good one. Ooh, yes. I will try to say <laughs> whatever else I need to say, whether it be laugh or say my snickerdoodle, because, you know, I don't curse. So I say everything else but a curse word, but you know the feeling, okay? So to get back to the topic at hand so boom today is gonna be a dark skin not just women but just a dark skin species appreciation podcast okay let us be really clear today i don't have a guest however you know that don't defeat the purpose of podcast I started it by myself so we don't be you know disappointed when it's just me by myself but again we are in the beginning stages of our relationship so we're getting to fill each other out so I don't have a guest with me today I actually <laughs> I'm about to go into it tell you my whole thing I just finished cleaning the bathroom I got something in the oven you know how we do Ghana for <laughs> oh, yes, you know, and I figured because, you know, the dark skin topic appreciation, th- th- that's the whole podcast. But I just want to throw like little bits and pieces because, you know, I I bounce. So unless I have a guest, you know, I bounce. You did. So I just want to say I finished cleaning my bathroom cooking stuff you know i'm lit but then i was thinking about it like the podcast it's your favorite Ghanaian's podcast i do speak my language so sometimes i'm gonna just throw you know some you know some tree in the mix you know 
And, you know, of course I'll translate it. So what I just said previously is, you know, Ghanaians, all we do is eat. That's pretty much what I said. Because we do. And this is why we be thick like that. <laughs> okay? It's not just because... Well, actually, it is kind of just because. Because I know a lot of Ghanaian women, even some Ghanaian men who are thick. And these are facts, no fiction. These are really true facts. So... This podcast is an appreciation for dark skin. So, boom. Because, you know, I stay with a story, okay? So, I remember being young, right? And I just absolutely hated being dark skin. And it wasn't because, you know, looking back at that time, it wasn't, I didn't know racism or colorism. Of course, those topics were, I mean, I'm not saying racism wasn't always a thing because, of course, we were taught about it in school briefly during the shortest month of the year. But I'm not that type of, you know, activist. I'm just for the country. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like it was a big colorism, rather. It wasn't like a big thing, but it kind of was, but it just didn't have a name. Up until 2019 or like, you know, 2018, 2019, when colorism became like a huge thing. You know, I always felt like being dark skin was a hindrance. Okay. I'm saying this is back in the day as far as I can remember. So this is a boom. So boom. Okay. When I was about, what, nine years old. I don't even want to say nine, specifically nine, because I just remember middle school days the middle school days being young and you know people made it seem like i was just the whole the only african in the world i want to reference back to the episode i believe it was episode two uh when i had my little brother did i say the word oh i won't when i <laughs> when i had my little brother jonathan on the podcast And I was saying that, you know, people made it seem like we were the only Africans on the earth. Now, Jonathan and I are seven years apart. So this was before he was even born. So just imagine, at least I had somebody to, you know, act like we was the only Africans with or my family. But when I was in elementary school, oh my goodness, kids are so cruel too. Like, I was the black monkey the burnt cookie I was and and you know now I laugh at it but y'all I'm not even gonna hold you like even repeating it it's kind of like dag like it's bringing back those emotions from that time like it was and you know being young you really don't you don't really well let me speak for myself I didn't really know too many other emotions than sad and happy Because I never really got angry or I never got mad. You know, I would get sad if I didn't get my way or, you know, like pouty, you know, upset. But it was just either that or happy. That was it. I was always a happy-go-lucky, chipper child, laughing, goofing around, talked a lot. All my teachers used to tell my mom, all I do is talk, but I'm a good student. These are all facts, no fiction. Okay? So... You know, kids would really, you know, 
kind of separate me from everybody else because I was the darkest girl in my class like just period I was the darkest one in my class whether it be male or female even my teacher okay my teachers in elementary school because I remember specifically elementary school because this is where all of it began I don't remember like you know and I remember quite some time into my young age like I remember um bits and pieces of when I was like two you know so I remember my early childhood pretty well because honestly I had good memories you know I was always family oriented I was always around my family like to the point and you know Ghanaians um always live literally in the same house for years and years and years that's why I was so proud of myself uh when I turned 30 to actually get my own apartment because if not, I would have still been living in grandma's house and it would have been okay until I got married. You know what I mean? And then at that time, of course, because you're a wife now and you're going to start your own family, you know, you would leave. So, you know, I just always lived in my family. So to me, in my household, being dark was the norm. Like my dad is dark. My uncle's dark. You know, I got a lot of family members that are dark. Of course, uh, being from West Africa, real, like, and Ghana sits on the equator. You know what I mean? One of the countries that sits on the equator. So a lot of people are dark. So to me, you know, in my young age, I thought being dark skin was beautiful originally because that's what you're taught. And the most influential and inspiring people in my life were dark skin. You know, and no to no shame, my mom and my grandmother, they're they're light skinned, they're fairer skinned. You know what I mean? But my mom still made me feel like my skin, my dark skin was absolutely beautiful, absolutely unique, the best skin in the world. So before taking that step out into elementary school, I was aware that obviously I was dark skinned. I knew my heritage because I, I, you know, I speak my language. I was, you know, in the midst of learning my language and, you know, just embracing my Ghanaian-ness, okay, my Africanness. So I remember my elementary school days because those were, and I'm not even gassing it. I'm not doing the most. I sincerely believe that those were the worst years of my life, okay, because... When I tell you, children had me feeling every type of way but good, I, I really mean that, okay? Give me just one moment, y'all, because, you know, I do got stuff in the kitchen, in the oven. And, of course, this is, like, I'm not editing this. Y'all know that. I'm not editing it. I'm not nothing. This is ooh, a real moment. So, we out here. Ooh. I'm actually... I know it's probably too late, but I'm baking fish. I'm trying to prep some food for the, you know, even though tomorrow's the beginning of the weekend. At work, I snack on so much junk. I want to lose weight. I do. I sincerely want to lose weight. So I'm going to start by, you know, prepping food so I'm not tempted to be eating a whole bunch of fast food or fatty foods you know the vibrations like i'm trying to keep it cute here y'all and keep this shape shapely <laughs> keep
keep this shape shapely, okay? So, back to my subluminate. So, elementary school was definitely one of the, one of my least favorite memories and some of the most brutal for me as a dark-skinned lady. Now, keep in mind, this is for back then because now, or we gonna get to now, sweetie, because a lot of y'all gonna be mad at me for being real clear <laughs> now, okay? But there is always a beginning to everything. So it wasn't always, <laughs> you know, loving this dark skin and everything like that. It wasn't always like that, okay? I had to understand a few things. I had to, you know, but, but, but we'll get to that. So let's just start from the beginning. So as I said, you know, elementary school, real difficult, um, African booty scratcher, you know, Oh, you black monkey this. And, and the sad thing about it was, it wasn't like, you know, I would feel, you know, not that I wouldn't feel any type of way, but I would understand it more had it been coming from like a Caucasian person or like a Spanish person or like, you know what I'm saying? Somebody that's like outside of my race, but it would be coming from people in the same race as me. And I would be confused. Like, how can you talk about me like that? But we're supposed to be the same thing. Like, you're supposed to hold me down. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I don't know if that makes sense to anybody. But, you know, like, these... <laughs> I, I would wonder, like, why... You, how is it that you're really coming at me like this? Well, we supposed to be the same of people. And this is why that like, people say, oh, well, how come you, you know, you don't, I don't want to say classify myself as a black woman because I do to an extent. I really do to an extent. I say that because honestly, from middle school, not middle school. Well, yeah, middle school, too, because the same things used to happen to me in middle school. I don't know what it was, because understand this. I was always the one, the African girl with the big butt. So before you knew my name, you would always know me as the African girl with the big butt. And anybody that knows me from back in the day, shout out to Warner Elementary School. Shout out to Kylie Middle School. Anybody that knew me from back in those days, you knew me as the African girl with the big butt. Like, no one even classified my Africanness. No one would say, oh, yeah, the Ghanaian girl. No one gave me that respect. I mean, granted, the whole continent is fire. And these are facts as well. The whole continent is fire. However, we're all not the same. Like, we're not from the same tribes. We don't speak the same languages. Africa is very diverse. Okay? So, I would be the African girl with the big butt. Okay, or they the dark girl or the purple girl. And and I've just always thought that it was just me that encountered these horrific uh, scenarios as a child, because right now we somebody is probably listening to this or going to listen to this and laugh like, oh, it's never that deep. But when you're a child here and stuff like this, when you don't come from this, I came from love. You understand? I came from just pure love we always held each other down period like i remember people used to try to come to the house 
to come from my uncle and we used to be outside like even my grandmother we used to be outside with bats and sticks shovels you understand me that we, we I come from a tribe, a real life tribe. Like, you know what I'm saying? Not like how everybody be trying to gas it. Y'all be wearing fake dashikis and trying to be down for the cause. No, I came from the realness of it. You understand? I mean, and that's no tea, no shade, you know, um, to y'all that, you know, do it and love the culture. Absolutely. Keep on with the keep on. But a lot of the people, and I see this, a lot of the people that who, who are like that now were some of the ones who were calling me names. The African booty scratchers and the dark monkeys and the burnt, um, burnt the bottom of the shoes. Like I caught and called some cruel things as a little girl. Okay, so and I always thought maybe it's just me. Like, oh my goodness! Like I just thought I was the darkest girl in the world. I just thought I was the ugliest person in the world because that's how people make you feel. Like or made me feel rather. Like I'm mad, dark, mad, ugly. Like. Oh my goodness, you're just something that's unseen. Oh, she's the Loch Ness Monster. That's how I felt. You know what I'm saying? So I thought it was just me. But then, you know, growing, well now, not growing up, I want to say now specifically, when it comes to that dark skin conversation, and, you know, I really wish I had, you know, the person I was talking to here, to, you know, voice their opinion on it as well. But don't worry, y'all. There will be guests as, you know, as I said. I have my brother. Trust me. Trust and believe. We will have guests. Don't worry about it. And we'll touch on, you know, everything. You know. Y'all really trying hard not to say, um, it is so real. Or say the word, rather. But, whew. Now I realize how much I say it. But anywho, that's neither here nor there. So, when I was having a conversation with my homegirl, I was really moved because I wasn't the only one going through that. You know what I mean? And it was comforting because it made me know that, okay, you're not the only one that went through that. You're not the only one going through that. But it just, it was comforting, but it was sad because first of all, Let's be clear. When you're dark-skinned, you're automatically beautiful. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what society says because society's trying to catch up with African people. So I could care less about what society says. Y'all just now trying to catch up with African people. Like, don't nobody got time for that. So that's why, like, we be, oh, Africa this, oh, Africa that. Like, it doesn't move me because we've been on that. We've been on that. Y'all just now trying to catch, catch the phrase, the kings and the queens. Y'all just now trying to catch up. We've been there. We've been there. But society, quote-unquote society, that tries to set the trends and the things for the people, like, y'all just now catching up. Y'all just now catching up. We've been kings. We've been queens. But when speaking to my homegirl, she made me realize, and a couple homegirls actually, I'm just referencing her specifically because this conversation that we had was recent. Where even she said that when she was younger, and she wasn't even African, she was Jamaican, or she's Jamaican rather, she would say, oh yeah, they used to say you black this, you purple, um, 
oh, they would, you know, wear purple sneakers, like dark purple sneakers. I'm like, oh, this is you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and so I was just like, oh my goodness. Like, people really, and you would think it was only kids because I experienced that first in elementary school. But even when I went to middle school, Oh my goodness. And you know, middle school, you know, your mom and them ain't there. So, you know, you just learned, start, started to learn like curse words, really. You know, well, back in my day, at least, you just, you know, started learning curse words. So you let, you know, say a couple here and there, you know, and then would add that with it. And I'm just like, oh my goodness. And up until that time, I was always happy go lucky, always the goofy one, always the one laughing, always the one making people laugh. Then I get into middle school and people going harder they go harder than they did in elementary school and i'm like wait hold up mind you these people that would talk about me even in middle school some of them were if not darker than me close to but for some reason i was the only one that they would like go after oh you ugly and you dark oh no that's horrible like you gotta pick a struggle girl like it's so crazy like yo what I went through as a dark girl a a, a dark younger female with no one that I felt like was in my corner that could understand where I was coming from because again my mother's light skin my grandmother's light skin you know my dad he's dark but he's in Ghana my uncle he's a guy so he always had the girls like all the girls was on him, you know, because for some reason, dark-skinned men get way much love than dark-skinned women. I don't know what that is, but th- those are facts, too. So, he always had the girls, and, you know, he had the ball thing going on. So, girls are oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, whatever. So, you know, but the, they used to come at me hard. And so, I feel like middle school is when I was introduced to anger, because one day I just got fed up and this one boy, I ain't even going to put him out there like that, but he's my homeboy. So this, I haven't talked to him in forever, but he is, he, you know what I'm saying? He's cool. When I see him, we always speak. We always show love because we're grown now. So we're past it. And I'm a bad one. You know what I'm saying? But we're going to fast forward in a little bit. But him specifically, one day he just kept coming at me, coming at me and I was just fed up. I I just, I couldn't take it. I can't even hold you. I couldn't take it. So one day, and you know, let's keep in mind, when I was little, one of my uncles, he was training to become a boxer. So, you know, in his training time, he would always have me tag along and I would be down there training with him. So my hands worked, but I never just, looked at it like okay well I'm gonna use what I learned here to beat people up I never like put that together because I was always happy I grew again I grew up around love positivity that wasn't a part of my nature at that time you know what I mean but one day this boy he just kept on like oh you black b you know what I'm saying you mad dark you ugly like don't nobody want you you ain't never gonna be there like you know coming at me like that and I, I just couldn't take it. I remember just yoke, and he was shorter than me. I remember just yoking him up by his shirt, and I just pushed him up against the locker, and I was like, yo. And I it was like in the, because you know, hallways in middle school, especially when you're transitioning classes, 
how busy it could be in the hallway. I just yoked him up, threw him up against the locker, and I had him up by his shirt. And I was like, yo, I'm going to tell you one more time to leave me alone or it's going to be a problem. Like, girl or no girl, I will put my hands to work and you're going to be mad. I, I remember this like it was yesterday because that was the day that I felt like changed my life. Because after that, once I let him go and he dropped to the ground, ask me if he was bothering me again after that. Ask me. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. No, he didn't. He didn't. And everybody, and you know, God's always looked out for the kid. Because even at that time, everybody that bullied me and used to laugh at me and all that, they were in the hallway. So they, they saw I meant business. And furthermore, they saw that, okay, maybe maybe she's not as, you know, silly and, you know, I could run over her as much as I want type. Ooh, so after that, people got real cautious and they made sure that if we would crack a joke or something, oh, I'm just playing. No, 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 not, not for real. Like, like I'm playing like they, they would make sure that they put some respect on my name. You understand? And then the African girl with the big butt all of a sudden had a name. And again, this is something that I thought was just me, but it wasn't just me. It was everybody, everybody, any dark skinned female that I've ever spoke like spoke to says the same thing and another thing that makes me sad why is it that I have to be angry why is it that I must carry the title as a a bitter black dark-skinned woman to get my point across you know what I'm saying like why I can't just be happy and go lucky like I want to do I gotta get angry with you for you to see that I'm serious for you to take me serious that was another thing that blew mine just totally blew mine okay but I say that to say this, that's so boom. And then even after that, like a couple people got some hands and feet put on them for trying to be funny. But I'll tell you one thing. Okay. And let's be clear. It didn't like, just because I referenced elementary school and middle school, I don't want to make it seem like it stopped then because even in high school, you know, that's when, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, the fly, you're getting fly and all that. I was never the flyest girl. Let's be clear. And I don't want to even speak like it. I was never the flyest girl. I don't think I was that cute. I don't think I was that pretty. But all of a sudden, it began again. My freshman year, the dark skin thing started. Mind you, there's other dark skin people. And I'm like, yo, why is it just me that y'all keep coming at? Why must y'all make me feel ugly of everyone else? Like... I don't understand that. I really did. And then I would see other people, you know, at first I would see just me, but then I would see other people get picked on. So I kind of felt like the defender. Like if I see you bully or something, like, yo, sit down. Like, why you really like leave him alone? Like you mad extra, like relax. You know what I mean? Because I know what it felt like to get picked on. I knew what it felt like to, to be, you know, look down upon. You know what I'm saying? Mind you, the and, uh, this always blew me too. Like, it be the ones that that look like they don't take showers, look like they don't got no home training, like nobody's at home, that look like 
that that look like their mom, like their mom just doesn't love them. The ones that look like they're raised by dogs and by wolves that that always got something to say. It was always them. It wasn't somebody who was, uh, you know, well-dressed, came from love, you know, that had manners. No, it was always the raggedy looking people that had something to say. But of course, I didn't come from, and my mom used to buy my shoes from Payless. Let's be clear. So I already knew I didn't have it all the way together. So that's why I would keep my mouth shut. Because even though we weren't the richest, we made do with what we had. So I always shout my mom out. And shout out to my mom. Y'all, I don't want to cry. This is like, I really don't want to cry. Like, we're not going to do that today. Like, no. This is why I absolutely love my mom. Like, I remember, like, from like, not when she like came from Africa, obviously, because when she came from Ghana, I was still in her stomach. But (laughs) I remember like two years old, like my mom used to, yo, my mom, any mom. Okay, but specifically my mom, because I grew up with my mom, really goes hard. Like, my mom is really the best mom in the whole world. And even though she gets on my nerves sometimes, I wouldn't trade her for the world, okay? Oh, I almost said it, y'all. But I I almost said it. I almost said it. But she used to get my shoes from Payless. So because... I knew I wasn't the flyest. I wouldn't be the loudest. But it was always the loudest ones, the dustiest ones that would have the most to say. But at that time, I felt like I was dustier than them. So what am I going to say to you? What am I going to say to you that's going to hurt you? You already look, you're already raised by dogs. What's going to hurt you more than that? You know, and I've never been the, the joke teller, you know, the one to crack on you. I've never been that. Because once I discovered anger and that I can beat you up to shut you up, that was it for me. Uh, that 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 was it for me. I so I didn't want to crack the jokes. I wanted to, okay. So are we gonna are we gonna throw these things or what are we gonna do? Because I'm not gonna sit here and tell jokes with you because I'm not a comedian. So what are we gonna do? You know what I mean? That was type, that was kind of my mindset. So I would take things serious before it could even you know, get to the joke. This is high school now. But I, <laughs> it's crazy how how life works. It is. Because a lot of the guys, because it always seemed to be guys that would be the ones that would come for me. And it's so ironic. And I'm saying this because hopefully some little dark-skinned queen, little princess, is going to hear this and understand and know that it's, you are not alone. It's not just you. Every powerful, dark-skinned woman, not women, woman, in this case, individually, queen. Every dark-skinned, powerful woman came from the dark-skinned struggle. I want to be clear. Because I didn't have someone who was my complexion to let me know, hey, look, they're going to say what they're going to want to say, but you got to know your worth. You got to understand the importance of your melanin because guess what? Not everyone can have your melanin. Not everyone can rock your skin like you do. Okay? 
So let's be clear. I This is why I feel like it's necessary because, and I'm going to lead this into what I saw on Instagram that kind of grinded my ears, my gears, <laughs> grinded my ears, grinded my gears. Okay. So princess, queen, understand your dark skin doesn't make you less, but baby, it makes you more. Okay, it makes you more your dark skin. It tells a story. Be let's be clear. I mean, shout out to the light skin ones too. But anyone can be light skin and be ugly. Or let me not say ugly, unattractive. You can be light skin and unattractive. You can. People try, and that was another thing. Like, people try to make it seem like, oh, because you're dark skinned, you're automatically ugly. You're automatically ugly. You're automatically unattractive. You're just automatically bottom of the barrel. And so, growing up, that's how I felt. Outside of my home, that's how I felt. Ugly and beneath everybody. Okay? It took me. To go to South Carolina, Orangeburg, South Carolina. Shout out to um, Orangeburg. Shout out to South Carolina State University. Stand up. What up, Bulldogs? Okay. It took me to go to South Carolina State University to understand how beautiful I am. And I really wish... It, it, you know, it didn't take me as long to recognize that because, you know, it's different when your mom tells you you're beautiful from, you know, people outside who don't really know you to tell you you're beautiful. It's really different. It, it's really different. You feel like your mom is supposed to tell you, oh, you're so beautiful. Of course, that's your mom. <laughs> you look like your mom. I look like my mom. I look like the dark skin version of my mom. Right. So I always just expected her to tell me that. But I never thought I was. You know what I mean? So it took me to go there to even understand how beautiful I am. Because once I went there, I just it, people just gravitated towards me. You know what I mean? And it wasn't just dark-skinned people that would, oh my goodness, you're so beautiful. Like, And I'm like, wait, hold up. No, no, I'm not. I, I, I'm okay. I think now, but I, I don't, I just have a big butt. So because that was always my main attraction from people, that's all I would, you know, I would throw out there. But it's not like I, I could throw it out there because you could see it. You could see her from the front. You know what I'm saying? But because that's what was always, well, I was always, uh, like, that was, like, the characteristic that everyone would just big up, I would throw that out there. And, you know, it took me, again, to go to South Carolina for them to be like, girl, don't nobody care about that, but everybody got one. Your skin is beautiful. And it wasn't just coming from fellow dark-skinned people. It was coming from light-skinned people, too, which really shocked me. I'm like, what? You think that? Because, again, that stigma of light skin always being better. Oh, they always looking down on me. Like, I I just didn't think it could happen. 
And all of a sudden down there, I'm bagging these light-skinned dudes. I'm, you know, these dark-skinned, uh, these light-skinned females are my friends. You know, they're, oh, we're peanut butter and jelly. You know, they're, you, uh, you know, dark-skinned. It was just beautiful. So when I came back up north, baby, you can't tell me nothing. Okay? Now we're fast-forwarding. You couldn't tell me nothing. Oh, you black? but Oh, baby, it's okay, because guess what? This was before I was abstinent, too. Oh, but guess what, baby? That's why your man... <laughs> that You know, excuse me for saying this, but baby, that's why I sat on your man's face. <laughs> he loved the chocolate. And I would... You know what I mean? I mean, I'm not saying I was, like, sleeping around or whatever, but I'm just saying that you know, sometimes I'd have to throw that out there. And God forbid that their man was in my inbox or like my DM or something. Because maybe I'll throw it in your face like quicker than, you know what I'm saying, quicker than that comment left your lips. Oh, but baby, your man wants me. He wants this black bee. This dark bee. Yeah, he likes dark meat, honey. He wasn't never really into white meat. Yeah. So guess what? If I tell your man to leave you, guess what? He will. And you will be by yourself. Hmm. And once I start hitting them with that and I started getting that confidence for the, from this melanin, oh baby, then now you can't tell me nothing. So this is why now I have personally like named myself a dark skinned woman advocate because I know what it's like to absolutely hate yourself. To absolutely love the skin that you're in. No one can tell me nothing. Literally can tell me nothing. I, I don't care. Oh, you're burnt. Okay. And? <laughs> I'm cute. <laughs> I don't care what you're saying. Okay. I do not care. And... Okay, so this is going to lead into what I saw on Instagram. So, boom, boom, boom. Let me see if I can pull this up, actually. So I can give you facts. Okay? Because this really disturbed me. Uh, it really did. And I was about to say it again. Ooh. Hold on. Let me... Hold on, let me. And shout out to Ari Lennox, another dark skin queen. Yes, and before this podcast is over, I'm going to shout out a lot of my dark skin queens just to let you know how lit we are and how beautiful we really are. Okay, but let me find this story. Oh, look at these queens. Let's go. But let me find this boom right here. So the title says Houston woman shares her unfortunate experience trying to get her makeup done at Ulta Beauty as a dark skinned woman. Okay, now I'm not going to. Well, let me read it because it's going to make it. That's, that's the point. Okay. So this is what it says. It says, so today at Ulta Beauty in Holmdel. I went in to get my makeup done for my baby shower. I brought in a picture for reference and was told that my skin tone was too dark for most colors in the store. So this was the best she could do. She then asked if I had gotten my makeup done professionally. It was sad AF. 
Like, I felt like I was in 1990 when makeup was made for one type of skin. In a store full of people who didn't look like me, I felt sad and upset. Like, my skin tone was a problem. Thank God for makeup like Fenty Beauty for being so progressive. But I honestly think hashtag also beauty should give their makeup artists some diversity training and teach them how to glamorize all skin types okay and then the next post says so a hashtag alta update so the store i was at called me the manager is apparently biracial and witnessed witnessed let's be clear witnessed the entire situation so um, she and the corporate manager were in store. They didn't step in because they didn't want to make a big scene. She feels comfortable doing black makeup and wants to do my makeup over. First of all, okay, that just reading over is like I'm getting upset and I'm feeling it from my toes. If you know me, when I get upset, it starts from my toes and then it rises. So before it rises, I just want to say. First of all, like going through the comments, people was like, okay, well, why would you go to Ulta? Um, you know that Ulta don't, you know, cater to dark skinned women and all this and all that and blah, 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 blah. First of all, okay. <laughs> And I left the comment, too. I don't remember exactly what I said, but, you know, after that, people, like, commented a lot. But what I wanted to say, I told what the, I told the people there, I remember saying is that they're foolish. They're really foolish. Because as a makeup store, as a makeup store, it shouldn't matter. Oh, well, Ulta doesn't, they're not really good at dark skin. And then, Jesse Wu, she's an idiot, I, to be honest. She's an idiot. She really is. Like, as a dark-skinned female, I don't care what she said. As long as she didn't kill nobody or put her hands and feet on nobody, baby, if you dark-skinned and you try to make a way, baby, you're good in my book. Here she go. Oh, yeah, it's sad, but, you know, you should know as a dark-skinned woman... Alta doesn't cater to us. Now, listen, I've gone to Alta. I've gotten makeup from Alta. Now, if I said that I walked in there and didn't find any of my skin tone makeup, mind you, I'm dark. Let's be clear. You see my picture. I am dark. I'm not no light skin, light skin Keisha out here. I'm dark. Okay. I've gotten makeup from there. And I've, you know, and it's been fine. I haven't gotten my makeup done there before. But it, but the, there's no excuse. They have makeup for dark-skinned women. I do agree with her when she said, shout out to Fenty Beauty. This is why I love Rihanna for her immaculate and vast color spectrum. Sincerely. And Rihanna, if you ever happen to hear this girl, listen, my shade is 420. Holla at me, Okay. But that's neither here nor there either. Okay. <laughs> you just had to throw that out there real quick. You know what I'm saying? But the point is, how do they make you feel darker than you are? This is the this is what people were missing. That is, and you are a makeup artist. As a makeup artist, I don't care. And this is for anybody. I don't care if I know you really, really well. If you don't know how to do makeup on any type of skin, baby, you're trash. You're trash. 
Tell them that I sent you. You're trash. Because as a makeup artist, you're supposed to be able, your your level of makeup street should be very, very broad. It should be very broad. You should be able to take care and cater to any skin tone that comes your way. Whether it be the whitest or the palest of the pale, or whether it be the darkest of the darkest of the darkest of the uh, spectrum, you should be able to do something. Know how to do that type of skin tone makeup. So for Ulta Beauty, shame on you. Shame on you. Okay. And even to the manager and the co-manager who witnessed, witnessed everything and said nothing shame on you too you're biracial your black half should be very ashamed of you because that was the very moment for you to step in and be like what because mind you if you see the picture of the young lady and what what and the type of makeup that was done to her i would have been ashamed to work for that that makeup store and furthermore shorty would have got fired because first of all, she out here making my customers feel uncomfortable or offended. Baby, you got to go. You got to find work elsewhere. Because especially like colorism and and like racial, like, you know, racism and all these. These are big topics in this age right now. So if you're making anybody feel any type of way, maybe you got to go. <laughs> you have to go. Okay. And then it appears that she actually went in and let the lady do her makeup. I would have never even went in there. Let's be honest. Because also it doesn't even have Fenty. But Sephora does. I would have moseyed my dark skin chocolatey self right over to Sephora. And I would have been like, ma'am, let's get to business. Okay? Let's get to business. Let me see this Fenty line. Let me see this, this 420, honey. And beat me down. Beat me down like I stole something. Let's get to it. I got a baby shower. She had a baby shower to attend. And I know, I know she, I know she said something because I know she told her, oh, my baby showers tonight. I really want to look cute. I know she said that. I know she did. And for the fact that this ignorant and foolish makeup artist did that buffoonery to her face. And people are trying to come for the dark-skinned woman instead of the foolishness that they did at Ulta and the foolishness, the foolishness that they accepted at Ulta is really disgusting. It's really disgusting. And this is why I was really excited about, and I had to make this a dark-skinned appreciation because of how disgusting the people are. I want to make that clear. And I really hope that this gets into the right ears because... Alta, the, the woman did have a point. Alta, y'all need to train y'all makeup artists to be very diverse. And if they can't get with the program, they can't be hired. Period. That's how it should be. We're in the year 2020, okay? It's not just white people that wear makeup. It's not just Spanish people that wear makeup. And it's not just light-skinned black people that get their makeup done. Dark-skinned dark women matter too. And we're here. And granted, we don't need as much makeup because we're just naturally, our melanin is naturally the makeup of our lives. And our skin are, is so clear and we're just so cute like that. And we're so beautiful like that. We don't really need it. 
But baby, when I want to get extra cute and I want to get beat down, I want to make sure that I'm beat down, okay? Let's be clear. So I just wanted to shout out to all my dark skin females, all my dark skin queens, all my dark skin little princesses who are out here in the world. Oh, and shout out to you kings. And shout out to you princes. We see y'all too. Even though y'all don't show us love like that. <laughs> but that's a whole nother topic. Okay? We see y'all too. I just want to let y'all know that you are beautiful. And don't let nobody put you down or make you feel any less than. Okay? They're just mad that your skin tells a story. Honestly, dark-skinned people, melanin, we're the only ones who you can look at and understand the story behind the melanin. Let's be clear. Let's be really, really clear. Okay? And these are facts. So I want to let y'all know that we out here, okay? And as promised, I am going to shout out a few light-skinned not light skin. I mean, shout out to y'all too. I'm not going to discriminate and say y'all don't matter. You know. I do I do want to say shout out to y'all. But, again. This is strictly for the dark skin. You know, the dark skin. The, the melanin. The melanin kingdom. This is for us. Okay. I want to give a shout out to Foxy Brown. Okay, Foxy Brown, one of the original dark skin queens. Okay, that that I knew of, that was famous, that held it down for the people. Let's give another shout out to Miss Kelly Rowland. Okay, no baby, she didn't have to be Beyonce. She was Kelly Rowland. <laughs> My motivation. <laughs> Let's be clear. Okay. I want to say another shout out to, oh, there's so many. Look, oh, there's so many because I literally, I knew this was coming. So I had to make sure. Shout out to Drizzy. So beautiful. Okay. Her, oh, so beautiful. Shout out to JT. Okay. From the City Girl. She's a beautiful dark one too. Again, shout out to Asian Doll. Okay, even I'm going, this is the rapper list. Shout out to Asian Doll, another dark-skinned queen holding it down. And she a gangster too. She'll probably shoot you before she, um, you know, does anything else. But shout out to her. I also want to say shout out to the, the lady that was, felt some type of way in Sephora. Shout out to, ugh, that makeup. Ugh. Oh my gosh, had her looking like one of the girl sisters, like, Oh my gosh, mad ashy. Like, I, oh my goodness. Oh, I'm so, this, this gets me angry. I don't know what her name is. Oh, her name is Ebony. Shout out to Ebony. Girl, they had you looking foolish. And I can't even believe you walked out the store like that. Ridiculousness. You, it's, oh, baby, you should have knew better. Shout out to Regine. Queen, I love her. She puts on for the dark skins. Shout out to her. Shout out to, to, hold on, let me scroll down, let me scroll down. Oh, there's so many of us. We're a unit. And I hate how, like, people be trying to, like, low-key not shout us out and show us love. I really don't like that, but whatever. Again, I just want to say shout out to Ari Lennox. 
What up, Queen? I see you. Um, also, Shay Noor. I don't know if y'all know her. She raps with Griselda. I want to give her a shout out as well. Another dark skin queen. Is she? Oh, my goodness. She said she had a bar. Uh, you know, I'm into my bars. She had a bar about ebony skin. Oh, my goodness. I hope I can find this. Oh, my goodness. She oh, when she said that. Oh, man, I tweet a lot. I can't even, like, go down to it because I do tweet a lot. But she mentioned something about, you know, ebony skin. And, oh, my goodness. She puts on for the dark skins. I absolutely want to shout her out as well. Um, I, oh, I keep saying that word. I also want to shout out myself. Another dark skin queen. I want to shout out to all my Ghanaian. I see y'all. To all the dark skins. That's what that means. To all of you who are dark skin. We out here. And to the kings as well. LeBron and all them. All these dark skin kings. Shout out to y'all as well. I even want to go back to Bobby Schmerder. That's my man. Okay. Shout out to him even. Dark skin king. Freedom man, he coming out soon. Uh, I just anybody, any and everybody, because this podcast is this episode is kind of long, but I just wanted to make sure that we are clear and we get uh, the love that we deserve. And this isn't even enough, this is not even enough love. And there are way more dark skinned queens chocolate queens that need to shout out to to bria bria miles okay shout out to her uh even though i don't like this girl at this time but again she's a part of the kingdom shout out to cash dog okay shout out uh, there's so many the list goes on the list literally goes on all the queens all the kings with beautiful melanin like i'm not even naming everybody but if you think about some of the most beautiful people in the world, you know the vibes. Their melanin is, is well, well deep-rooted. Let's be clear, okay? So, you know, I'm never going to apologize for this episode being that long for my dark-skinned people. Never. I'm not going to apologize. I just hope you guys enjoy. I will be making a email, a separate email Address, and I'm going to even put it out here or I'll put it in the description box as well where you can submit either stories, comments, anything. I'll read everything. I don't even care if it's some haterade because I will address you as such. Uh, no tea, no shade. Um, it is what it is. And I can't believe I just said it again. But uh, I will... Uh, more than likely, I want the email address to be the Gunyan, no, your favorite Gunyan podcast at gmail.com. That's what it's looking like it'll be. But again, I will update it in the description box. And even if I don't by the next episode, as I said, I would find a name for the podcast. I will also have an email address where your comments, concerns, uh, questions, topics whatever it is that you want to talk to me about advice that you need whatever you can send it there and we can get to we can get to it okay 
we can get to the get to. Okay. So again, you know, happy new year. And I'm going to drop a gem on y'all, you know, universally, not just to my darks. I already gave y'all the gems of life. I'm going to give everybody else some gems as well.